Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, WWE's latest financial reports are out and they've made a billion dollars. Could WWE be on the verge of doing even more Saudi shows? But despite this business success, WWE morale is now said to be at an all-time low. And don't expect WWE to release Mustafa Ali anytime soon. I'm Adam Wilborn. I'm Andy Murray. And this is the slightly different, got a little bit of a twist today... News. And we'll also have a second video out at some point during today where we will discuss, amongst other things, Goldberg. And we'll also have your Twitter questions if you're wondering why they're not on this video. However, we're going to start things off by talking about WWE's latest set of financial reports. Uh, those are for the year ended... Not the year ended, the year 2021. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're still rich as hell. Here comes uh, the money. Oh, no, we can't do that anymore. Yeah, he, he, there goes the money. Um, <laughs> revenue is up 12%. They generated $1.095 billion in revenue, right? Highest ever, most they've ever generated in a year. On top of this, $180 million in annual net income. That shatters all profitability records. More profitable than ever before, richer than God. As Brandon Burston from WrestleNomics has pointed out, uh, even if you adjust it for inflation, WWE's profit this year, they're more profitable, almost double, uh, than the highest ever Attitude Era year, which is often held up as their creative success. But there's some other stuff in here as well. Uh, things that we don't necessarily need to go into. Obviously, things like the return of live crowds, ticket sales, all that will have contributed to this. But yeah, to summarize, business is still booming, even when creative is not necessarily doing the same. Yes. Probably didn't need to do all those budget cuts and release mm. all those wrestlers then. Uh, right, let's talk a little bit about the Saudi shows though, because on this investor call thing that you were talking about yesterday, um, Nick Khan suggested they could do even more shows in Saudi Arabia. Um, Khan responded to a question about the Saudi deal by saying, why limit to just two? Let's see what happens in the next couple of months. They're obviously going to Saudi for Elimination Chamber. I was going to say next month. It's this month. I have no idea of time. And uh, yeah, they could well do more shows. It's part of that long 10-year deal that they've got with Saudi Arabia. They make, what, $50 million a pop for every show? Baby. So yeah. 
Scrooge McDuck him, baby. Yeah, that's how you get richer, isn't it? Do more of those. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, Barry from EastEnders. Backstage morale at WWE, despite the business success, according to Fightful Select, is now at an all-time low. We did a similar story to this earlier in the week, but Sean Rossap's work here really kind of reveals the extent of it. We've got people speaking to Fightful who are main eventers. We've got people lower on the card. We've got people who are on TV every week, people who never make TV, all speaking to the outlet, all saying similar things here. Uh, morale's down across the board. The Royal Rumble, as kind of was insinuated in the previous story, is uh, the source of that, how the match was put together, as well as WWE's inability to focus and highlight on the majority of talent who were involved, a common complaint uh, surrounding that event, as well as the lack of angles built within the bout and the lack of memorable moments built there. Uh, a tenured WWE wrestler uh, commented that outside of maybe four people in the company, nothing really matters. Uh, other common, common complaints include a lack of continuity uh, in the company and their storytelling. A bunch of people feel like social media pleas are their only voice as well as Vince McMahon becomes increasingly difficult uh, to communicate with. He's either ignoring stuff, dealing with it hastily, or just contradicting it out of spite. Uh, we've got a quote here from one of Fightful's sources. Uh, if you see a complaint with merit and in good faith about something that lacks sense, logic, or continuity, I almost guarantee we have complained too. Uh, it just never changes anything. And when trying to make sense of WWE's recent decision-making, some talents stated their belief that uh, the company is maybe gearing up for a sale, which of course we've, we've talked about tons of times before. Fightful did stress, however, that this is reflective only of the people that they spoke to and not necessarily every single person in the company. However, it's pretty damning nonetheless. Yikes. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that in just a few minutes, but uh, continuing the reports from uh, Sean Ross Sapp, no crap, just Sapp, of Fightful Select. Also, shout out to Brandon Thurston for his excellent coverage of the WWE earnings. Um, don't expect WWE to be releasing Mustafa Ali anytime soon. He's been pleading on social media. There was even signs I saw, I think, on AEW Dynamite this week. Um, obviously, there was that argument about his creative direction. Uh, sources in WWE, though, said the term value was used as the reason why Ali is being kept on the payroll. And even worse, Fightful Select reporting that his deal has well over a year at least to run. This could be sort of a pack situation all over again, couldn't it, Andy? Yeah, it does. It does. So we enter a situation here where uh, profits are at an all-time high. Business is absolutely booming. But backstage, things are quite the opposite. What should we do about that? You know what? I feel like this is... This is the wrong arena for this. We should have a discussion about this. Let's teleport, Andy. And here we are in the podcast studio, joined by Michael Sidgwick to talk about that news. WWE record profits, Sidge, and record low morale. How surprised are you by this? Uh, not at all. Absolutely not remotely. Just think about your job. If you have jobs out there, think about your jobs. You want to know what you're doing. You ideally would like to have a plan in place for the next couple of weeks so you've got some stuff to beaver away at, you've got some stuff to invest in, you've got some stuff to prepare for, you've got a little bit of reassurance that what you're doing matters, that what you're doing um, isn't going to keep you up at night, that you're not just living in a completely chaotic mess. This is much the same for the professional wrestler, one imagines, particularly yeah. when they're... Um, anxieties are compounded by travel and all the rest of the bollocks that goes with being a travelling independent contractor. Like, the goddamn least they can do is say, this is what you're going to be doing at work today. It's like, cool, right? I'll give it my college try. I'll give it my best. I'll try and make it as best I possibly can. You get there. Oh, I've got nothing for you. Oh, no, it's completely changed. It's like, great. Because the worst thing is, in the WWE system, it's like everything is so patterned, regimented, regulated, whatever word you want to describe, that 
not only do you have to do something new, like nine times out of ten, seemingly, they've got nothing on the docket in pen, seemingly, for WrestleMania, yeah. let alone a typical episode of Raw. So not only do you not know what you're going to do on a given day, when you eventually get it, it'll probably get scrapped. Mm. When you eventually get the other plan, that one gets scrapped. When you get the correct final in-pen plan, you then have to rehearse it to death. You have to practice it to death. You then have to get told specifically what to do by about three different areas between the writers, the agents, everybody else. It's like the most intense revision session imaginable when they could just simply get a plan think of the destination first work backwards set up angles shoot promos build interest none of that goes on absolutely none of that goes on and the thing about the life i don't bloody work there Mm. i'm inferring but it's quite easy to infer that this is what goes on and the fact that it's happening at wrestlemania season if I'm a WWE star, I'm thinking, Christ almighty, September sucks. <laughs> Got no idea what's going on. In January, you're at least probably thinking to yourself, oh, Jesus Christ, thank God it's January because it's WrestleMania season. They have plans in place for this traditionally. I can go to work with a little bit of buzz that we're going to get the most profile possible. I'm like, I've dreamt of this my whole career, my whole life. This is the good time. And then Shane McMahon comes and ruins everything. Yeah, the road to WrestleMania is still being built unless you've got a special pass that allows you to go into this separate lane that's just like, oh, yeah, straight straight there. Uh, and you don't have to have been helping and build the road for the last six months or whatever. In your, in your sort of analogy, if it's like an office, you'd come in and be like, hey, here's that report I worked for like months on for that meeting. And they're like, cool, thanks for that. But um, Barry Beans is here and he's going to do some juggling. <laughs> Barry Beans! <laughs> going to do some juggling instead. Uh, <laughs> I thought that might be more interesting. To play devil's advocate, though, Andy... And I, you know, I don't want to dismiss the feelings of everyone working within WWE. <laughs> so don't. <laughs> but they're going to sit there and go, yeah. what, "What? Over a billion dollars they've made." Yeah, well, that's their focus, isn't it? It's the bottom line. Um, that's the reason. It's it kind of encapsulated by the budget cuts situation, which is always the reason that's given whenever they get rid of a swathe of talent. Whenever they have one of these waves of releases, it's budget cuts. Well, it's not budget cuts because they're not doing well financially, no. and they need to save money, which was the ridiculous, absurd explanation given by apologists when they released, oh, it's a pandemic, they need to cut costs, everyone. No, they're releasing these people and the numbers that have come out yesterday prove it. Uh, But it was known before anyway, they're releasing people because they want that number to be bigger. That's what it is. It's budget cuts, not because they have to, it's budget cuts because they want more money. It's, uh, I often say that WWE is not, it's not a traditional pro wrestling company anymore. It's a content production company that just happens to run wrestling themed content. It's a professional B-roll food company if anything else that's why the shows often feel so detached from what we know is professional wrestling um on the business side of it yeah we're, we're talking what over a billion in revenue uh in in 2021 uh your net profit was like 180 million dollars it's the duality of wwe and it's going to continue as well as the thing about it because co- the, the the main source of revenue for this company is content rights fees people drone on and on and on about tv ratings not mattering anymore it's complete nonsense the big the main reason the company is so profitable is because they're getting so much money for their tv mm. it isn't literally never been more important um and it's not going to slow down when the next round of negotiations come up nick cam was on the investor call here going we're going have more people there's gonna be more parties netflix apple blah 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 because the first for streaming content video content from these platforms is so great at the moment what's happening is we have this mad rush where there are 
hundreds of different parties coming in, trying to buy up content desperately. They're running at losses for now so they can make profits later down the road. Some of these platforms are not going to endure. They're not going to survive this. And in the end, we're going to be left with like four or five big ones who've got everything. That's how it's going to play out. WWE are going to benefit immensely from this. AEW will as well when their yeah. rights fees negotiation comes up. But yeah, it, it's the duality of modern WWE. It's a, a, a business, tremendous business success. Twice as profitable as the best Attitude Era year. Yeah. And yet creatively and behind the scenes, here we are. That's the thing, Sid, isn't it? Like we sit here and talk about it and I, I try and remain optimistic. You know, so I'll come in and say, oh, I thought Monday Night, Monday Night Raw was, was quite good actually this week. And they, they have flashes of the company that I used to, you know, adore. But the problem is me sitting here and going, well, they've got to change because this booking's been terrible and people are getting angry and people are furious about what happened at the Rumble and stuff. But in their eyes, they're like, well, it doesn't really matter. You, I thought you two summed it up perfectly in the sort of post-Royal Rumble re- uh, news report that you did where you just sort of shrugged and said, this is the way that it is if you're a WWE fan right now. Yeah, that's just what the company is. It's been this way for longer than the Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression eras combined. It's been the part-timer era. It, this is just how this company operates at this point. Um, this year feels a little bit stark, a little bit different. Uh, what I mean by that is, for years, we had like our favorite guys wearing kick pads favorite technical wrestlers and we we projected their stardom onto WWE when realistically they never really valued that kind of wrestler circling back to the morale thing just to wrap up it's no longer the case that Ahmed Carter who people tend to like isn't getting booked like I don't want to speculate who's disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like all of them are and maybe it's bad form to do that so without naming names there's a top star right who just um, couldn't lose cleanly to the biggest star right and he seems perfectly happy there and, in fact, has stood up for them. And he doesn't have a WrestleMania plan in place, or at least he had one, and it's been ripped away from him in January. Um, there's a guy who's just had a year trying to build a tag team partner, trying to do a load of the work to try and get that tag team partner over. Their split happened in a four-minute match on Raw that played out to dead silence, and it just didn't get a pay-per-view, didn't get any build, it just happened. Like, if you're working hard all year, and it's not just insert mid-carder, it's like guys who've had titles and probably will again, getting just nothing in terms of creative, in terms of a long-term direction. So I can very much see why, more than ever, the the personnel in that company are just like, oh, fuck this. Will anything change uh, in backstage within WWE? I mean, like we talked there about Mustafa Ali. He wants his release. They've released bucket loads of people mm. over the past year, more than past year. And yet they're like, now we've got value in you. You sign a deal for, I mean, over a year, like I yeah. said earlier, you're going nowhere. No, it's not changing. It's not changing. They've got no motivation to change it. Like, they're more profitable than ever before. Uh, they generate more money. Uh, on a business level, this is just, com- it's a complete success. And that's the focus. It's not humans. Like, they, they don't care that Mustafa Ali's upset. They don't care that Stevie down at the Performance Center is upset because Jimmy got released from his developmental contact and Frankie over there's you know, not not enjoying their life. It's not, the, the, they're, they're completely un. They, they don't have empathy as a company. It's a it's a cold money-making machine. That's the reality of the situation. I wish it wasn't, but that's what it is. Uh, yeah, there's no motivation to change. They're not going to. Um, the key players in that company, uh, you know, the report earlier on, we talked about a few main eventers, but Sidgwick's just cited some examples of people who are seemingly quite happy there. Um, so, no, it's, it's not going to change. Um, I think talk of, like, unionization when stories like this come up are fanciful because I honestly don't think that the majority of the wrestlers want it. I would love to um, see it. But they do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But no, it, it, to summarize, no, it's not changing. <laughs> 
Well, let us know your thoughts on everything we have discussed in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Well, no doubt we'll be talking about this in the weeks and months to come because... The more things change, the more they stay the bloody same, apparently, within WWE. Uh, let us know your thoughts as well on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for hammer. <laughs> He's had that the whole time. He's... Good. Uh, you can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Uh, but for now, my thanks to Andy Murray to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.